welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 34. I am your host and my name is Shorty and I have a whole bunch of beans with me tonight. We have Chewy. How are you going, Chewy? I'm good, mate. How are you? Um, pretty good. We also have Cracker. How are you going, Cracker? I'm excellent, mate. Very good. Uh, Stu's back again. How are you going, Stu? Good, thanks, mate. That's good. And uh, there's someone else on the line. I think his name's uh, Steve uh, Blaster something. The, the prodigal the son bl- has boy returned. Blaster. Who, who is that that we have on the yeah, line? Yeah, yeah, you know who's back. <laughs> <laughs> Evening all. Guess who's back. Blaster's Hey, welcome back. back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Good to have yeah. you, mate. Thank you. Thank Very you. Very glad to that you've uh, you finally decided to grace us with your presence again and return to the pod- to the podcast and uh, as we might get into a little bit later I think it's a it's a triumphant return from uh, something that happened a few days ago so yeah. we might touch on that soon but yeah we uh, we are very glad to have you back Scott and uh, I'm sure plenty of listeners out there have been missing you as well so welcome back oh, thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> all right enough of that that's a bit too It'd too, too sloppy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah are you interested in a hosting gig no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's keep moving. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we have a absolutely jam-packed uh, episode this week. We say it every single week, but this week... Doing the show notes, it uh, they got a little bit long, so we're going to try and move through all the topics we want to hit this week pretty quickly and uh, stay on track with only minor tangents from Chewy and hopefully not too many poor jokes and interruptions. So no promises. We'll see. We'll we'll see how that goes. I was just waiting for you to interrupt me like three times in a row, but you, you didn't do <laughs> it. Don't hate it when people interrupt you before you finish the sentence. Yeah, I'm on my best behaviour. Scott's back, good, and good. I, I want him to I want him to be here next week and the week after. So I'm on my best behaviour. All right, so as we used to do every single podcast, we would start with a blaster watch. So, Scott, what on earth have you been up to for the, the last, All right. what is it, like two, two months, three about, months, something about like three that months, since I you've think. been on? Yeah, I suppose I better yeah. give a bit, of, a bit of an explanation as to where I've been. Um, so, you're all familiar with the, the Roswell incident from years ago, aren't you, with the, <laughs> the UFO crash and all that sort of stuff? Turns out yes. that... Um, Gee, we're really going back, <laughs> yeah, we? are going back a while. Turns out are that you actually... you old enough to remember that, Scott, or...? Shut up, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns out that that was actually true. Uh, that did happen. And I've spent the last yes. probably two or three months now on the International Space Station, where right. we've been collaborating with the the aliens that actually crashed to Earth back then, and trying to work out a they were trying to help us design a faster than light hyperdrive system so that we could build a a trading route between our planet and their planet. Um, but then, unfortunately, twenty twenty happened, and uh, the aliens saw what was going on this year and thought, "Stuff you all," and they left. So hang on, no, no, you played one too many lightning strikes and. <laughs> They got sick of it and left, and that's when the world started turning. That's the when, way that yeah, it's that's turned, when things right? went bad. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they couldn't figure out the seventh chevron to get locked and encoded, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. you remember that part that I said like ten minutes ago? Now where we were going to try minutes. and stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I started the first topic. It's fine. I'm, I'm trying to divulge an incredible secret here, a global secret, <laughs> and and we're already off on tangents. But um, yep, yep. But yeah. So anyway, they they got wind of what was happening in 2020, and the aliens left, and we no longer have uh, faster than light hyperdrive systems. So I'm back here, uh, unfortunately, uh, doing the next most important thing that you could possibly be doing after that. 
This is true. I must admit, though, and we will touch on this later on, when I was on the International Space Station, they taught me how to play Magic properly, and I managed to beat a particular person in a round. So I was very happy with that. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, Scott, just one thing. Confirm or deny, Elon Musk, alien? Yes, definitely an alien. Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) He has to be, right? He has to be. I I think so. (laughs) Have you seen his tweets? Elon Tusk in... (laughs) Yeah, um, I have. (laughs) Rick and Morty, Elon Tusk? Yeah, yeah, seen that. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, what? What in, uh, in reality? In actu- actual reality, Scott? Uh, what? What? Are, what have you been up to? And uh, have you actually played any magic in the past three months, other than this week? Uh, not a lot. I mean, in 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 all <laughs> in all seriousness, um, I did have a lot of issues going on uh, personally with my mum and dad. My mum is quite ill, um, and so I spent a lot of the the last few months sort of spending time with her or my dad um, and just sort of getting through that. And that sort of put me into a hermit state and I virtually just ended up playing a lot of solo type games. I, I've played through The Last of Us again uh, in preparation for tomorrow's launch. Um, I played a little bit of magic here and there, but honestly not enough to really warrant a mention. Um, other than that, yeah, it was really just solo games and I've, I've discovered Lego. Uh, which is <laughs> yes. Why don't we start in the Lego podcast? You should see our our, uh, our dining room table at the moment is chockers with uh, boxes that haven't been opened yet of Harry Potter stuff. I've got my Bugatti arriving either tomorrow or Monday. Rhonda's got her Harry the Potter castle arriving. Hopefully so next week. I have week. a Lego project for you then, Scott. Yep. You you need to make a a Lego stand that will hold your webcam so we can do. Discord or Skype games of Commander. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice yeah. Little, little side project there for you at a Lego. Okay, well you know you do that and then I'll copy it. Be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, put he put a video up on YouTube and probably a whole bunch of people around the world will copy yeah. it. So yeah, go for <laughs> it. Make sure it's on the Magic Beans uh, YouTube channel. And put a label Please, on it. Click the bell. Thank you. Yep. Copyright it. Yep. That's Sweet. it. <laughs> But no, that's that's a bad. It is good it's, to have you back, mate. Really thank, good to have thank you back. You. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Glad to have you back. Did did you? Uh, is this timing of you coming back somehow related to a certain signature spell book with a red planeswalker on the front of it? Oh yes, uh, that I've. I mean, I told you guys the other day. I've ordered it already. I think uh, Shorty brought it to my attention um, about about a week or two ago, and I think five minutes after he first brought it to my attention, I'd already ordered it. Um, and then he brought it to my attention again, I think, a few days ago. But by then, it was too late. It was already already on order. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm not planning to do anything with it apart from frame it. I think the cards look amazing. It's it's right on theme with what I love. And um, I think having that Chandra square in the middle of a frame um, with the other eight cards around her, it'll just make a nice little um, thing for the wall. But uh, Yeah, so this, this is the signature spellbook Chandra, which got announced like in March, it's, it was months ago, and, mm-hmm. and we sort of saw one or two cards from it, but hadn't seen anything for ages. And we've actually had it as a as a note in our show notes for months <laughs> for, to talk about this when you finally came back, and and you came back just in time just for in it time. to be released. I think it gets released next week, June yeah, June twenty sixth. It's the twenty sixth so, uh, or twenty eighth. Uh, what I'm looking at is twenty sixth, but that that'd be American. So ah, uh, yep. We'll get it on uh, you know August or something. <laughs> I, every time I look at the uh, the art of this, I just have to pause and stop for a moment. That pyroblast is in- mm, yeah. So we've seen these signature spell books before. We've had the Jace one and the the Gideon one. Uh, I think this one is the best. I think the art on this is the best. So this is yeah, spell book Chandra. 
You've got Chandra Torture Defiance with, yeah, some really cool, really cool Chandra art. Past in Flames, Cathartic Reunion, which is Chandra hugging her mum that uh, she thought was dead, I think. Fiery Confluence, Pyroblast, which, yeah, looks looks awesome. Great Pyromancer Ascension. Really yep. Young Pyromancer and Rider Flame. And, yeah, they the art on all of them looks looks really cool. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do with those, Scott, and, uh, you know, once you get them all framed because, mm. yeah, that's that's going to be very cool and definitely pride of place on the wall, I reckon. Yeah, I already know what sort of fr- – it's going to be a brass-type frame with black uh, inlay. Uh, yeah, nice. I'm going to have it looking – quite nice yep well make sure you take a picture of it and send it to us and we'll uh, we'll put it out on all the socials and hopefully uh it'll give some other people some inspiration to do something similar mm. hey scott yo there's one card in there i'm not sure you actually want to put on your wall so if you want to donate it to the cube because pyroblast is <laughs> counter target spell right yeah. and you don't want you don't want counter spells on your wall <laughs> so if you want to put that in Chewie's cube no, but it, but it actually it says counter target spell if it's blue. Yeah, that's exactly That's destroy target spell. permanent if it's blue. Take that, Jason. <laughs> Why do you think I wanted it for the blue red deck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've mentioned it a few times that uh, you actually got to play some magic this week, Scott, mm. and uh, that was for a certain person's birthday. So Chewy, you turned what? 52 this week? Uh, 65, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, no, it was my last birthday in my 30s, actually. So, yeah, or not far off what you said. So, not too much yep, of an exaggeration, yep. but, yeah, I'm definitely getting up there. But, uh, yeah. So, I, so yeah, your, your birthday earlier this week, and uh, we uh, we had a bit of fun, yeah, safe to say. So, uh, it was amazing because uh, it was a Tuesday, and we managed to get a whole bunch of the beans and, and some of the other guys to uh, actually take the day off work and come to my place, which was great. So we had uh, uh, we had the beans. We didn't have Chris because uh, he's under a bit of uh, potential COVID lockdown. Lock, so lockdown. Um, stay healthy, Chris. Um, polyawful. Um, but uh, yeah, we had um, we had his brother. It's close enough. Chris 2.0 uh, with uh, with another another guy Zach and uh, J Mud from our uh, Discord made the the drive up which was uh, awesome. It was good to uh, meet J Mud in person. He's been really active on Discord and in our um, in our leagues and events and such. So it was really good to put a face to the persona and uh, play some games. And um, it was an, an opportunity for my um, my wife to take some photos. She's got a uh, a bit of a startup going at the moment with uh, sort of event planning and birthday party type stuff. So we did a children's style uh, party table with, with all, which was all you know magic themed, magic related, and um, so she could take some photos. Uh, there was a bit of fun where the cake had the art from Crack Clan Ironworks printed on it. Um, <laughs> that, that wasn't too bad. Um, you know, it was very, very uh, on brand for me, so I enjoyed that. But uh, we did a couple of drafts uh, throughout the day, which was really, really fun. So uh, we finally, after over a year, actually, got together and drafted my cube, which was really fun. It's like, I, I love cube. It, it is my favourite way to, to play Magic and... Uh, you know, the cube's just full of my favourite cards, basically, in, in each colour and, um, you know, my favourite strategies and uh, watching everybody kind of uh, agonise over the, you know, four 
first pickable mythics, the <laughs> three first pickable rares, the five first pickable uncommons, and and whatnot in their in their opening. <laughs> Just about pack. everything is first pickable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, yeah, it, it's really really fun to do that. So yeah, we and your your cube you'd call probably like a legacy cube. Yeah, there's no power in there. No, no, no power. There's some powerful cards, but you know, there's yep. also you know. Uh, white aggressive decks, mono red burn decks are supported as well as some, um, some combo decks. Like I had a, I had channel and emrakul in my deck, for example. So you, you can definitely do some busted things, but, um, you know, I still got beat down by, you know, dark confident and, um, you know, small white aggressive creatures. So yeah, uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind uh, you, I almost killed myself with it. But yes, yeah, yeah that, that's a greatness at any cost, mate. That's right. Yeah, what, what, what were you flipping off? Dark confident. Uh, Alish Nor. <laughs> <laughs> I had nine life. Exactly and, as yeah. Richard Garfield intended. That's it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it was really really fun to 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 do that. Um, I ended up with a uh, a a ramp strategy. Uh, I was uh, sort of blue-green ramp, but I splashed red because I had a couple of the Eldrazi Titans. I splashed red for sneak attack and uh, what's the five-minute one that through the breach? Through the breach, yeah. So that was that was pretty good. Um, Cracker uh, will come to you last because you know you, <laughs> sure. uh, you're, you you're addicted <laughs> dumb things. Uh, Scott, uh, you what did what did you draft? Ah, uh, red, of course. Um, <laughs> all red. <laughs> And I was really chuffed with the the choices of cards in, in both drafts. Um, but start yeah with the cube draft. Um, I tried to focus more on making sure I had enough burn spells in there. And then I think it was in that draft where I also made sure that a lot of my creatures had boosts to them as well. So um, so cards that would actually just boost their attack or mainly their attack. I don't think they boosted their defense at all. Um, but uh, I saw that you won a game with a fire blast sacrificing two mountains. Uh, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, there yeah. was actually yeah, it was the a one, great feeling. The one game I um, was that against you, Stu. I think it. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, yeah. It was. yeah, and and I mean. It, true to my tradition, I totally misread things, and uh, <laughs> you did have a little outside help. <laughs> I did have a little bit of help, outside help. Yeah, um, and it was more the case that it wasn't so much the card that I hadn't read properly. It was I wasn't keeping track of the actual life tally, and so Stu was on four points of um, health left, uh, and all I had to do was I, I cast a couple of spells to, to bring him down to four, but didn't think, okay, if I sacrifice these two land cards now and cast that um, that burn spell, he's dead. Um, and it was purely because I just wasn't paying any attention to how much health he was on. So, um, uh, so yeah. Stu's very distracting to have across the table. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so, true. That's good. Uh, and um, so, and Shorty, uh, you were passing to me in, in packs yeah. one and three. Uh, so, yeah. And I was in the ramp deck, so I'm assuming that you weren't ramping at all because I was getting No, we, uh, we were sitting right next to each other and we both drafted almost identical decks. <laughs> both both in blue-green ramp and, yeah, I, I splashed black for a bunch of removal spells. But, yeah, like I, I, I finished the draft and looked at my deck and went, well, I've got like 35-plus playable cards here. I don't even know how to build this deck. And, yeah, it turns out Chewie's sitting next to me who's also got a deck where <laughs> he's going, yeah, this deck's great. So uh, we, you might need to tinker with the... Uh, some of the ratios that you've got in the no, in no, the cube, all the, co- all the colors are equal. Uh, there's an equal yeah. number of green cards, equal number of blue cards, etc. Um, but I think just might, might just be some of the archetypes uh, are a little bit too deep. Yeah, that, uh, potentially might, might need a bit of tinkering with. 
But yeah, it was, it was good fun. I, I did horribly. I went, I took uh, pack one, pick one was uh, Birds of Paradise, which I don't think I've ever, ever done. I'm, I'm usually like Scott drafting the, the mono red or the red white aggressive decks. And I went, nah, I've got it. I'm going to take this Birds of Paradise. And I uh, very swiftly went 03. So serves me right for not uh, sticking to what I know works for me. And, and one of your losses, Scott might have alluded to a little earlier. Yeah. Mm. Is that the first time you've beaten Shorty in, a, in a, an actual match of something? I think so. I, I reckon it probably is. Um, yeah, def- definitely beat me in, in random games. Oh, here there, ra- random games when a, we've been in an actual match. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah when we've yeah, been nice. over the road and just having dinner or something like that, I've I've beaten you a couple of times. But but yeah, yeah. in a proper competitive uh, format, uh, definitely. Um, yep. Was that in? Was that this that first draft or the second? Yeah, draft? that was in the that was in the cube draft. That was the cube draft. I don't think okay. I don't think we played in the in the chaos draft. Yeah, well. Yeah, uh, no, you, you you beat me fair and square. Played played well and, and smashed me. So, and I'm O two well in the done. last two limited games against Stu as well. So I've got to get back into form there as well. So, yes. Um. So well done to Stu. Uh, Stu, what was what was your archetype? White black. Um. Well, okay. So my pack one pick one was sword and fire, sword of fire and ice. Yeah, you know, 10 minutes before that, I was saying, if you get Sword of Fire and Ice in your pack, that's your pack one, pick one, and I got it. Nice cold shot. <laughs> yep. And in the same pack, there was a Stoneforge Mystic, which I hoped would wheel, and it did. So, hang yeah. On, hang on, ended up- I, it's not just a Stoneforge Mystic. It's a set foil Stoneforge Mystic. A set foil? No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right. You, it's a beautiful it's, card. It's really important to say that, yeah. It is a beautiful card. So, yeah, I was on a white-black equipment-type deck with some Planeswalkers in there as well. Protection from red. Protection from red <laughs> and blue, but um, yeah, went really well. I only I went one two, but I was in every game I played, and it was a lot of fun, and it did what I wanted it to do for the most part. And I think that's the key with cube. If if your deck gets to do you do its thing, and you still lose, you still had fun because you probably lost yeah. to something cool. So yeah, it's 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 not too bad. So um, yeah, and uh, cracker uh, somehow three o. 6-0 or something, right? Yeah, yeah. it did. Uh, and and on, to, on to the next yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so the next that's, that's fine. Uh, you just had drafted all the counter spells, right? Put, yeah. put it this way. I had the same number of counter spells as creatures. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I had one more creature. Uh, yeah, yeah I so I'm like Shorty said, bribery. I need to tinker with the ratios a little bit and maybe remove some of the counter spells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's no, fine. Yeah, I, I pick one pack one um, bribery, which lets you search an opponent's library for a card and a uh, creature card and put it into the battlefield. And the first two opponents that you had, which were Shorty and I, both had Eldrazi Titans in our deck, right? So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yes. yeah. so yeah. <laughs> you got some good matchups there uh, for your deck as well. So well, well played, well played. Um, Thanks. And after but yeah, we did, did, didn't drop a game cracker, so very, no. very well done. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, mm. but just before we started recording today, he was showing us his like way that he could shuffle his deck. That he that's wasn't right. Actually shuffling. So Dude, I did, I'm, I'm, got that, some card manipulation. <laughs> I think that's got a little asterisk on it now. So make sure you cut your opponent's deck public service. All right. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the chaos draft where Scott kept just threatening my creatures and then killing me with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goat nap. <laughs> he, he just yeah, goat nap. He's like, like I go. <laughs> So I played, I had this Phyrexian Manor 5-5. And so I paid for life to pay, you know, get this 5-5 out. And Scott's like, <coughs> uh, untap, steal your 5-5, smack you. I'm like, oh, I go to one. He goes, ah, oh, shock you. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is just, all right, dead. <laughs> yeah, that killed was a, so, so fast. In, that was in a the fun cube draft. draft, he killed me twice by stealing my Wemcoil engine. So, so that was, that <laughs> so was fun. Rude. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, what, you're a legend, Scott. That's so good. Yeah. Um, so the Chaos Draft was awesome. So we had... Um, 24 individual 
boosters. Like there was no set double ups. I, I did have some double ups initially, but my uh, my fellow beans uh, came with a uh, a gift of uh, a wad of like ten boosters or something that was um, uh, all individual. So we were able to remove double ups. Uh, and we like randomly distributed like lucky dip style the boosters and we did what we always do where we open the oldest set first uh you know out of the three boosters that you're assigned and, and we drafted from there um i was lucky enough to get the 20 year old nemesis pack which is probably the lowest powered booster there but um i got a seal of doom out of it so i ran with that and um and that was very different experience to the power levels of Cube. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, there was a sharp contrast. Yeah, oh, man. But uh, yeah, it was still really fun. Uh, I managed to 3-0 that one. Uh, I had three really close rounds, actually, uh, with my sort of red-black aggressive deck. And um, yeah, it was it was just really, really fun to, uh, to draft. Uh, like, I love drafting. I love cubing. I love chaos drafting. I love playing Magic with my mates. Uh, so it was just basically the ideal way to uh spend my birthday so i uh, i really did enjoy it so and yeah, with the it was a great day yeah and the packs that were left over because uh the the gifts that you guys bought me um were you know more than halfway there for the next cast draft so i'm pretty pumped for that as well so yep yeah it's really good cool all right well yeah speaking of drafting uh we, i think we mentioned on the previous cast that the cube draft on arena was coming out uh, and that that is now live on Arena. I think it's been live for about a week, probably. Uh, yeah, I haven't that. actually uh, done one myself yet, but I believe Cracker and Stu, you guys did a uh, did a cube draft on uh, on stream last we week. Did. We did. We did on Sunday night, Monday yeah. night, Sunday night, one of those. No, it was Monday night because I had the day off yeah, the next Monday day night. so yeah, I could stay right. up late. How'd you go? <laughs> well, yeah, we fired up the stream machine, had some technical issues. But once we got going, um, used up the, the free entry that everybody gets. And with Cracker's help and a few guys in the in the Twitch chat, we put together a, a mono-red deck. We almost went for a red-black deck, but it just didn't work. Because what, what was our pack one pick one, Cracker? Chain Whirler. Goblin Chain Whirler. Chain Whirler. That's right. I See, I already forgot. And yeah. then, yeah, just... Managed to jam a bunch of games and went seven two. Completed the event, and nice. was pretty happy with it. That's really good. And uh, you mentioned that the first entry is free. So, Shorty, for someone who loves the mining of gold on on Arena, I'm surprised you haven't gotten onto this. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've just I've been a little bit busy uh, working on overlays and uh, uh, other uh, working from home. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant yeah, playing golf, <laughs> playing golf and things work. like no, that. No, yeah, no, um, no, 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 no. But the. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, first entry is free, and you get gold and uh, cards that are uh, in historic uh, for for prizes. So even if you only do one draft and you just get one or two wins, you still just it's free gold. So and you get to play cube, which is awesome. So um, highly recommend it. It is really fun. Um, it's uh, it's a, I think it's four thousand gold, so cheaper than a normal draft. It is phantom, but the gold rewards are. Uh, a higher um, but you get a bunch of cards as well like i think there's three cards that you get as well yeah yeah it's, it's which can be anything and like as i've said previously like cubes and experience it's really fun so um i recommend that uh, it's gonna run for another week or so i believe when does it finish yeah uh, no just before set release yeah it's 20 uh, 25th of june it it uh it ends which is when 
Core twenty twenty one will be releasing on Arena, which we'll be talking about a little bit later on in the cast. So I didn't realise it was ending. Is it going to be a rotating thing? They'll probably do it like they do the Legacy Cube and stuff on Magic Online. Yeah, right. They yeah. usually run them the week or two before the set release, the yeah. new set release. Yeah. Just because everyone's kind of overdraft at that point and they want to keep, you know, people engaged. So it, yeah. it's a good thing. And, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of different decks available too. So there's like, there's all the kind of mono-coloured ones you'd expect. So I think, and I've heard a few people say that probably the straight mono-red deck is the strongest. There's just a lot of really good mono red cards. We, so it's know. interesting because in in the nine games that we played, we only saw one other. No, we actually didn't see a mono red deck other than us. No, we didn't. We had two mono blacks, and then the other seven games were all different archetypes. Yeah, which is good. So there's yeah, yeah there's a, like a mono black sacrifice. There's like mono white aggro. There's green base ramp. They've got Marari's wake in the deck in in the cube. Which, like doubles all your mana. So there's like Ulamog and Hydroid Crisis for top ends. There's like a green white tokens. There's mill. So you can play like blue black mill and either like self mill. So win with like Thassa's Oracle or Jace, you know, the whatever he's called. Weird Wilder the, Mysteries. That's the one. The yep. triple blue and one where you yep. draw a card from your library. If it's empty, you win. Or you can do the other thing where you like mill your opponent out with like Ashiox and that kind of stuff. There's Golos, Field of the Dead Piles, Blue White Flies, Blue Red Spells. So it's kind of just like the best version of every normal limited set. So it's not quite like the cube we were playing where you build like super busted archetypes, but it's close. It's just Pro- like- Probably a little bit better balanced. It, yeah, I don't probably. know. What the, I might, maybe. Might maybe. Super the, the, balanced, the aggressive decks are actually- a bad deck. What can I say? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, man. My deck was fine. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 actually quite heavily slanted aggressive. Yeah, so for sure. It, it seems pretty hard to put together a good control pile because you know you just you lack the depth of decent counter spells and and card draw. You know, it's just that your historic card pool doesn't lend itself towards that. It's not what Wizards has done recently is stack based interaction. Really, it's kind of more you know on the board, which is fine. So if you can, you know, just go. Well, I've got a really good mono red. Let's go. Because Stu was like, I need a win, man. We've we've just been getting crushed <laughs> in the league. He'd, he'd, he'd had a rough couple of days. And I was like, all right, well, we can we can get some wins with mono red. And the deck was great. We, we cut some really, really good cards. And yeah, just Stu's companion, it turns out, is Embercleave. Yes. <laughs> yeah. just, Opening just, hand every time. Just Opening started, hand except for like the two games. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. It I'm playing good, four man. Embercleave in, in Constructed a lot of the time and I- can't draw it. <laughs> yeah, it wins games, time. man. It wins games. Yeah, it really yeah, does. Yeah, we, we had a blast, man. I've, I've done three or four uh, cube drafts now, and I haven't got to seven wins yet. So, you, yeah, you're crushing the limited um, formats there, Stu. But so, I, I, not to go on a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> Do it. No, no, no I just... I'm finding that I'm actually really enjoying limited now that I've played it a bit more. Yes, because for a long time there, I was quite apprehensive about it because, hang on, I've now got to build a deck. I like to net deck. It's so much easier. <laughs> but um, it's so much fun. Yeah, it, it, it's the best way to for, for anybody who's, like, relatively new to Magic or played casual. I, I know I've said this before, but if you want to level up, if you want to go from an okay player to a good player, a good player to a great player, limited is such a big part of that. So um, highly recommend that. 
Um, but yeah, uh, end tangent. Uh, I've yep. drafted um, the the Jace Thassa's Oracle combo. I've drafted blue white skies, and I've got green white tokens at the moment. There's a an enchantment that says whenever you make a token, put a four uh, four angel into play. And I play I've played one game so far, but I uh, I put that into play. Then I next turn I played a land and passed, and in their end step I cast the uh what's march the, of the multitudes march of the multitudes and and put like seven uh four whore angels into play untapped and then i drew the um the whatever the overrun card is the one uh yeah that was pretty fun so <laughs> nice yeah fantastic cool yeah. so, so this is probably um probably something good for you scott like uh what what we did with Stu, i don't know if you got a chance to watch the stream but yeah Stu Stu got on and drafted and, and cracker uh, basically sort of talked him through draft picks and, and gave him advice on what to pick as, as well as the people in chat so i know we've we sort of talked about it ages ago about getting you on to a stream to do something like this yeah this is probably actually a really good opportunity let's lock this in because lock it in yeah because you can probably get on and just force mono red just to stick with something that you're comfortable with but it'd be a really good learning opportunity for for you to do and um yeah i think uh you've you've got basically just over a week to uh to play this i think we need to lock in finding a time for uh for you to do that scott yeah no it sounds it sounds good because that was going to be my question i was a bit confused as to whether Stu and cracker both jumped in to the same game at the same time. And I thought, oh, gee, how do you do that? But so in this case, it was mainly Stu was playing, but Cracker was. Yeah, Stu was driving and he just shared it into Discord and I was just watching and we were just yep. on a call okay. talking through. Uh, yeah. Jump jump onto the Twitch channel that'll be there as a VOD and yep. um, and, and have a watch. And uh, for anybody else listening to this that doesn't follow us on Twitch, give us a, give us a like. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> so it, is, it, it is definitely a very good way to learn. And, you know, if, if you're in our Discord and, and you're listening to this and you want to do this sort of thing, then we're more than happy to do it if, if we can find the time. But more than happy to do do this with people. Uh, you, you might not always get the, the best advice. <laughs> there were plenty whoa, of whoa. punts Three based on Cracker's advice. Seven, pe- seven toughness <laughs> things, all right? I don't know don't what worry, you're I talking about. I made enough bad choices myself. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely a good way to learn. So uh, while this cube draft is on it, and especially while it's free, I think uh, yeah, it's a it's a good opportunity to get in on. So give it, give it a go. would recommend. I'd, I'd definitely be keen to give it a go if someone wants to. Cool. All right, we'll try and tee that up off, uh, off recording. And, uh, yeah, look out for that on stream hopefully this week. Cool. So we're going to try and smash through the next few topics because uh, we're already starting to get long. We've got a lot to talk about. So... There was an announcement recently in, in the last couple of weeks that uh, SCG, uh, the Star City Games from the States, that uh, they have a big tour series uh, prior to all the corona lockdown stuff. We spent a, a reasonable amount talking about, a reasonable amount of time talking about results from their uh, tournaments that they run. We haven't seen anything from them once uh, once corona hit and uh, all the events got cancelled and they finally decided to run their own online series. So... It's pretty similar to how CFB was doing their Magic Fest online series. So there's challenges running uh, every day. There's there's six challenges. They're twenty bucks entry. You play four rounds of Swiss, uh, and basically you play them and you earn SCG points. So if you go four and zero, you get ten points. If you go three and one, you get four points, and you get a little bit of store credit. So you can sign up to as many of them as you want and start accruing points, and then. Once you get up to 10 points, you uh, get entry into a qualifier that has 10 grand in prizes. 
uh, and then based on how you go with the qualifier or if you play bulk events, once you get to 100 points, you qualify for their season championship, which has 25 grand of prizes. So it's a pretty similar structure to how they run their their regular paper SCG Tour series where you, you go to their events and play and you earn those, earn those points and qualify for certain things. They've just moved it online. So if this is something that interests you, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm interested in it, but I probably won't end up playing it. I don't think I played any of the, the Magic Fest online events and I don't think any of you guys did either. Yeah, I did or a couple. Or Chewy, you, you might have played. Yeah, you did a couple. Yeah. Didn't do very well, but I did a couple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably why we didn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, if, if if you're that sort of person, if you're a real competitive person and you want to try and earn some cash, uh, I know plenty of our listeners are are like that. Then uh, yeah, look it up. SCG Tour Online. You'll be able to find all the details. So that's that's running now, and the challenges are running for the next few weeks with the season championship. I think in sort of late July or something like that. So yeah. Just another another event that you can play on Arena. I, th- I think actually they might be doing some MTGO events on there as well, so some different formats. But yeah, they you, they ran a legacy for for longer than kind of anyone else. They they yeah. kind of tried to support that for as long as they could. That's pretty cool because like SCG always ran really good shows, but you basically had to be on the east coast of America to be able to play any of them. Yeah. So it's nice that it's it's open up to anyone in the world. They don't care where you're from. Yep. You just pay the fee and join the league, and away you go. So that's all being run through MTG Melee, which is becoming uh, one of the more popular sites to be running tournaments on these days. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, of other big tournaments, there was some players tours on was the there? last last weekend. Yes, <laughs> there was actually a couple, so, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Chewy, do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown on these? Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure if you uh, follow any Magic. Uh, topic on Twitter, you'd know that there's been a, uh, a much talked about PT series that's all going to, all being run online. Uh, with the, uh, you know, Wizards doing what they can under the current circumstances. And yeah, there was basically Team Erect for Days, um, <laughs> is basically the tournament report. There was, um, I think every deck in the top eight of the first one had four copies of Growth Spiral in it. Um, but anyway, it's a, yeah, Team, Team Erect was like 40% of the metagame or something ridiculous on day two. Um, yeah, it was like 40 in, so the, in the two events, in the first one, it was 40% of day one and then like 47% or something on day two. And then uh, the second event, it was, it was fairly similar. It's like, uh, it's like the the banned and restricted list said, uh, oh, we need to ban that broken uh, four mana enchantment in standard, and they just picked the wrong one. I'm not sure. <laughs> they went, oh, you mean fires of invention. They um, went, oh, there's only one of them. Surely we wouldn't print two of those. Oh, in what, the, song in of the creation? Standard the oh, no, yeah, right. So, uh, but, yeah. so they, um, uh, the, you know, what they were able to do with the, the coverage, which is kind of what they do in the paper PTs, um, or the, the actual proper arena ones is, uh, try to find some interesting matchups and they did what they could, but the coverage was, uh, limited in, they relied on the participants streaming to Twitch and the, uh, the commentators then picked up that, that stream. So you'd have, you know, like, um, uh, Andrea Mangucci and Riley Knight, uh, but then you would see the streamer with their webcam on. So it was kind of somebody streaming, watching somebody else streaming, uh, which was uh, different. 
and you know we were a little bit limited in the uh, in the games that uh, we could see, but it was really good to have the uh, the commentators. Uh, interacting with the Twitch chat from time to time. I, I did enjoy that. That uh, That's not something that uh, has happened traditionally, so that was a good, uh, uh, you know, a, a good dimension to it. But it, it didn't feel like Pro Tour coverage uh, because, you know, things were a little bit ad hoc and... Um, it, it, it didn't, like, it, it obviously didn't feel like a paper Pro Tour or a paper Mythic Championship coverage because, you know, you can't see the, the people, but it, it didn't feel anywhere near, like... The mythic championship and the mythic invitational coverages and the, and those sorts of things as yeah, well. Yeah, without just, the fanfare it's just too hard. And, and the player yeah. interviews and 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 all of that sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, if you liked the um, if if you liked what you saw, then make sure you tune into our stream on, on Sunday because that's going to be a whole lot better than that. But um, <laughs> shameless plug there. But uh, yeah, there's going to be a couple more over over the next two weeks. So hopefully. Uh, some more players uh, stream that and, and we're able to get some good... There were some good matches played um, and there, there were was. some interesting decks running around there. And uh, But, yeah, it was, kind of, it was very much dominated by a couple of archetypes, unfortunately. And it, it is unfortunate when... Like, one of two things happens when we have a standard as large as we have. Either the format's really diverse and you don't know what you're going to uh, face or... Uh, there is a consensus best deck and everyone just plays that and that that can be a bit annoying um so it's um uh hopefully the next two pts you know people go okay everybody's playing team of wreck maybe i'll sleeve up some ember cleaves and uh and, or you know some other strategy to, to to combat that play some more teferis or whatever it might be so um yeah and we see a bit more diversity but 47 percent in uh in a, in a field you know, normally raises a few red flags, but the the problem with it wasn't even that it was overrepresented. It was it overperformed as well. Yeah, like yeah. the win rates were observed. They were over sixty percent in day two. It was like fifty six percent in day one, which is like the rate that fires was winning at when they banned it, and that was one of the justifications for banning fires. And then in day two, it was yeah, like over sixty percent or something. So. But then when you factor in A lot of people the, played it and a lot of people did exceptionally well with it. Yeah, like that's a really high win rate when you consider how many mirrors would have been played. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So that, I actually got the, bored of coverage because there were too many of them. I was like, oh, yeah, these I games think, take so I think the so people long. in coverage did too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, Huey just always looks bored though. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, <laughs> yeah. he does. Uh, yeah. Well, the good thing about when Huey's on is he's with Alias V and you have this mini game of trying to figure out where her accent's from. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> Is she, is she Kiwi? Is she South African? Is she, yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah, don't know. I'm not sure, but, uh, but yeah, like uh, look, looking at the total numbers, like the for, combined across the two events, Team Rec was 34% on day one and 42% on day two. It's like the the next highest was Jund Sacrifice, which was 12% on day one and 13% on day two. So it's it's wow. like tri- it's triple the next highest. Yeah, and, and yeah, the the and total those- win rate a- across the whole thing is. 56.6%, which is huge. That's massive, yeah. So. And, like, those, that 10 to 12% is what you expect to see, like, a deck representing a, that, that yeah. portion of the metagame, right? So, yep. Well, when decks have hit 20% in the past, people are like, whoa, whoa, this is hugely dominant. Like, do we need to do something here? This is a problem. Like, one yep. in five matches is this deck. And it's like, nope, nope. It's it's one in two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. And, and so that's, it's I guess that's the, that's the big question is, are we going to see a wilderness reclamation ban? No, 
you, you reckon they just leave it. So it's got like three and a half, four months sort of left in standard before it rotates out. Yeah. I you think, think they're just going to leave it? If the next yep. two PTs have the same representation uh, and, and the same win rate, I, I think they'll look at it, but I, I don't know if they would ban it. But I, yeah. I think they'll definitely have the conversation. You know, I was going to say, the conversation will be that M21 is about to drop and that will shake up all of the format and there's no way that the best <laughs> deck that's completely busted will get any cards from that to make it better. What? Rewind. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I, I don't I don't think that. I'd be surprised if they did it, given it's, it's only got three months left. Uh, who knows? Maybe, they'll do, some, maybe the they'll do some spicy unbannings to try to shake the format up a little. I don't know. <laughs> just, just take, <laughs> Bring just take everything back. off the ban list. They, Why they not? Brought, well, they brought out... They brought back Rampaging Frostodon, right? So maybe oh, maybe yeah. there's something lurking on the ban list that we've forgotten about that they'll they'll bring back to try to. Oh, um, Oko. No, maybe no. <laughs> yeah. that, that helps Timberek. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, so it's it, it's happening. This is what we've got at least for the time being, as part as far as you know the highest level of, of magic. Uh, it's it's not what we're used to. It's it's not as good as what we love, but it's it's what we have currently. So uh, watch the coverage and um, uh, enjoy enjoy it if you can. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of complaining, as we always say, by the, the pros <laughs> and <laughs> sorts of people. It's just it a blanket didn't... standing statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, a lot of complaints that it didn't feel like a pro tour and, and that sort of stuff. They didn't get the experience and. You, how are you ever going to replicate? Like we, we were sort of talking about this when we were at your place the other day, Chewy. You know, you've you've been to one pro tour in in Kuala Lumpur, and you always talk about how cool that was and it the people you got to meet and just the whole best. experience. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and this this is just never ever going to compare to that because you're sitting at home playing on your computer. So yeah, you're in your tracky pants. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is what it is. Like this is the best that they can do. They can, they can't do anything more than that. So. I actually think it's really unreasonable for people to try and compare the two. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's absolutely. just, like... Uh, what I feel for, like, I think... Things have changed, move yeah. on, and, like, for the event that they had, and, the, again, first time they've run it like this, I, I promise you the next weekends will be better. Wizards yep. adapt really quickly. If you look at the difference between the first Mythic Invitational they ran and the second one, there was definitely a jump in quality there, even though the first one was really good. So, they will have learned from this, and they will do a much better job yeah. coming up, I and, reckon. And I... I'm probably the biggest pro basher here, but I think it's unreasonable that pro the pros that have you know been on the on the pro tour playing high level magic for a really long time are the ones that are uh, really vocal if they're doing it from a personal perspective. If they're voicing uh, concerns for the one shot or the first time people, like the people that have qualified, this was their first time they've ever qualified and maybe the only time they will ever qualify. They're the people I feel for because they didn't yeah. get the experience. But for the people that are on the, the quote unquote train, um, if they're complaining, then I think, you know, that's not justified. But for, you know, the average kid who, you know, spiked his PTQ or, you know, managed to squeeze into the, the mythic championship you know the arena whatever it's called um and you know this was their chance and they didn't get it then yeah that's who i feel because you know they missed out on that so yep so yeah so there's another one i I think i I completely forgot to put the dates in but i think there's one more this weekend coming up and then another one the following week so yeah i'm I'm tipping we don't see any bans between now and then but if we see a similar meta game after the next two 
I'm tipping that we probably will get a ban, even though we're getting a rotation in a few months. So, but we'll see. Stay tuned for the next episode, and we'll we'll go through that. But uh, like Cracker said, there is a whole new set that's about to get injected into standard. So hopefully that will be changing things up at least a little bit. Uh, I think I don't think we even talked about any preview cards on the last podcast, and I think between then and now we've had the entire set released <laughs> we, i think we have... we'd seen ugin and azusa yeah okay but yeah we we now as of i think yesterday we have the the full card preview so that that's all out uh yeah, everyone's got access to that so we thought we'd just go through and talk about a few cards each uh the you know a few that we want to highlight and uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it off with uh the the big bad boy from the set and cracker's favorite magic character ev- ever uh to fairy so we uh, we knew we were going to get it a, te- a Teferi set. Uh, they'd sort of they put that out there a while ago, and we were sort of expecting it to be similar to the last like Core Twenty Twenty, which was the Chandra set, where we got an uncommon, a rare, and a mythic Chandra. This time, however, we got a, just a mythic Teferi, but there are nine of them. I don't know if you guys know this, but there are nine versions of Teferi Master of Time. All, all with slightly different art, slight different variations. So, so wait, Chewy, doesn't that mean you can play them all in the same deck? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Based on my experiences, yes. Yep. So we have Teferi Master of Time. So this is kind of the headline card of the set. Uh, it, it costs two blue, blue for a legendary planeswalker Teferi. Uh, we're starting with three loyalty, and we have static abilities back. So. Teferi's static ability is you may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi Master of Time. I'm so glad it didn't doesn't say of just a Teferi Planeswalker. Just says Teferi that. Master of Time on I any player's <laughs> <laughs> on on any player's turn. Any time you could cast an instant. So Scott, that what that actually means is you can activate his ability on your turn, and then when it's your opponent's turn you can also activate it again. So you're getting two act- like double activations from, from Teferi. Uh, and if you happen to be playing Commander, Straight you get super all, all the activations because you can do it on every single player's turn. So that's uh, extremely powerful. But uh, yeah, his Planeswalker abilities are plus one, draw a card, then discard a card. So yep, pretty solid. Happy with that. Minus three, target creature you don't control phases out. Hang on, what is this, 2001? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit old school. Uh, it's slightly different to the old phasing rules. I, I, I don't think I've ever actually played with phasing, but uh, I, I believe this is a little bit different. So it says, treat it and anything attached to it as though they don't exist until it's controller's next turn. So I think the old phasing, you could have like things coming in and things going out, and it was like this weird cycle thing going on. Now it's just, it phases out, it doesn't exist until it's controller's next turn and then just comes back in. So... The big thing with that is that you can phase out uh, things like tokens. Uh, they, you know, normally if you exile a token, it, it disappears. But with uh, with phasing, it's still sort of there, but it's the, not. The best description I've heard of it is that you take the card, you put a bowl over the top of it, <laughs> yeah. right? Yep. And it's gone, but it's not. And then yep. when it's, it's still your turn, you the take table. the bowl back off the top, then yep. it's back again. So you don't get exit the battlefield abilities. You don't get enter the battlefield abilities. Make Tokens sure the bowl doesn't away. have soup in it when you tip it. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> figurative bowl, figurative. All right, guys, yeah. come on, we can do this. Yeah. So yeah, you don't you don't get all those triggers from things leaving yeah. the battlefield or entering the battlefield, that sort of stuff. So that that is important to remember. 
Uh, obviously, Arena will take care of all that sort of stuff for you, so that, that makes it easy. I wonder if they're going to put a bowl animation over the top. <laughs> That'll be classic. Because <laughs> the art does kind of look like a bowl. Mm, on the a little bit. Uh, so then he has minus 10, take two extra turns after this one. So I think this so is going to be a, a game-changing uh, Planeswalker. And, of course, it's blue, so it's going to go probably into, like, Team of Wreck and Bant Ramp and, and those sorts of decks. But, uh, yeah, having being able to activate an ability in your, your turn, you know, comes down with three loyalty, you plus it up to four, then it goes to your opponent's turn. And because you can do its abilities at instant speed you can just wait and see what your opponent does and they attack your teferi with some big creature and you just go all right well i'll just minus and phase it out so the level one play pattern is like cast it loot and then uh when your opponent attacks it with their their creature you phase it out um so it protects itself it it loots and then it eventually wins the game because it takes multiple turns so yeah no not not broken yeah yeah so I mentioned, uh, I haven't actually mentioned this, but uh, I guessed it on a podcast uh, last week, which is a bit of fun. So on, on that podcast, I, I talked a little bit about Teferi. It was the uh, Rather Be Drafting with MP numbers, so you can go and, go and look that one up. But uh, one thing I mentioned on there was that this is, it's going to sort of change how you play because it's it's almost like playing against a, you know, a deck with counter spells where you kind of have to bait your opponent into using the ability before yeah. you kind of do what you have what you want to actually do like when you your opponent's got counter spells so you cast the spell hoping that they'll counter that one so then you can actually cast the one that you want to do because they, they can only do you can only activate to ferry still once per turn so once they've activated it it's that's it it's done so yeah gonna be very interesting I, I see this this deck definitely changing the way people play and uh yeah could, could be a bit of fun so I think that's enough about Teferi. We could talk about that for ages, so we're going to move on. Uh, Stu, do you want to give us one of your preview cards? Yeah, so we'll start with a, a new one. Uh, Elder Gargaroth. He's a, he's a massive dude. <laughs> or beast, rather. <laughs> Costs three, three and uh, forest forest. He's a creature beast with vigilance, reach, and trample. And whenever Elder Gargaroth attacks or blocks, choose one. Create a 3-3 green beast creature token, gain three life, or draw a card. And he's a 6-6. So naturally, the Timmy in me saw this card and just went, that's amazing. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I love it. This is, uh, anybody who says power creep isn't real, um, we just need to have a look at... uh, Green creatures ten years ago, uh, which we saw in the chaos draft on the weekend, uh, and and green creatures today, and uh, we can see that. Uh, I mean, like this is basically just. Oh, colo- do you mean it's, bad it's colossal dreadmoor? <laughs> it's just bad it's Uro, just Uro cost three, <laughs> gains you three, draws you a card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just look, put I, a land in play. I, I don't know this, at that point. <laughs> I don't know if this card will see constructed play. Uh, but I'd be very happy to open this in in a limited. Oh, and limited. This is a absolute yeah. house. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, in constructed, it yeah it doesn't have any enters the battlefield triggers or or anything like that. And yeah, Uro is just way better. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's a um, it, it's a a card that's going to appeal to the the newer player. You know, we've all been to that point where we're like, yeah, but it's a giant green thing, and look at all this text on it. It's going to be great. It gains life and whatever. Uh, but uh, it's a very cool card, and it, it, yeah. it'll definitely appeal to a certain demographic. 
And is that Little Birds of Paradise in the art as well? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Cracker, you want to give us one of yours? Yeah. Uh, I'll give I'll give the sweet one. Uh, so there's a card called Terror of the Peaks. And speaking of cards that I don't know if we'll see play or not, but whatever. So it's three red red for a five four dragon flying. It says spells your opponents spells your opponents cast that target Terror of the Peaks cost an additional three life to cast. And whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Terror of the Peaks deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target. So sweet in like Commander Dragon decks and those kinds yeah. of things. <laughs> it's gone straight in there. Yeah. Combo potential uh, in some older formats as well, maybe. Well, uh, I, I showed it to my Dragon wife and it was spoiled. And the first thing she said was, "Is can I have one in my Dragon deck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this has got uh, Jack written all over it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Are you calling Jack a terror? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a dragon? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Wink. Yeah, that's it. We love you, Jack. Uh. So, yeah, do, do you reckon this will see any constructed play, Cracker? Nah, seems unlikely. As in, same, like, it, it's same, same thing, right? It's Limited it's bomb. A, it's a five-mana creature that doesn't have an enter-the-battlefield effect. You yeah. have to then cast a bunch of creatures afterwards for it to be gaining its second ability. And five-mana spells in standard these days just win the game, right? Or mm. put you at such a huge advantage that the, the whole game revolves around this, where, like, if I have to Heartless Act this and pay three, uh, okay, sure. So, I don't know. It's it's sweet. Uh, I'd love it if it was good. I don't know if it will be. Mm-hmm. If it had haste, maybe. Yeah. Like, then you, then you start looking like Stormbreath Dragon and Glorybringer. Like, they have all seen play, and I think that would make it worthwhile at the Mythic slot. And you might have to cut some of the other rules text off it. But given it doesn't have haste, uh, I think it struggles. Yeah. I, could, I wonder if you could put this in a, like, a bit of a combo deck with- like the mutate deck with aus- auspicious sterics and you know you flip flip this oh, and yeah. you, you flip a, a big pig and, and a few other different things all off the one trigger and get all the triggers and then give yeah, all that's your a other lot of taste and if if mutating triggered into the battlefield effects then I'd be all about that but yeah uh, no problem it does limit and, it a little bit and yeah. if if you flip the big pig anyway you you're pretty much just killing people so yeah doesn't really matter but this is this is a card that you want to open in the pre-release right uh, yeah. if you have this in play and then you cast the elder gargagot uh, Gargaroth and put the 3 3 into play, then you can't do nine damage or something. That's pretty sweet. Mm. You've also opened two mythics in your pool, so you're pretty <laughs> pumped. <laughs> so about yeah, the fact that it's, it's not one of our standard <laughs> pools that we get. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. So I, th- I think this Terror, uh, Terror of the Peaks, and the Gargaroth is part of the, the cycle, like a mythic yeah. cycle of monocolored. So there's the, the Massacre Worm, and uh, I don't know what the blue one is, and the white one, I think, is. Baneslayer? Baneslayer Angel, yeah. Yes. Yep. So, Which is a, it's a good card to have back in standard as well, I think. Yep. All right, Chewy, speaking of good cards that we're glad to have back in standard, give us one of yours. Uh, yeah, so a reprint that I'm I'm excited about. We mentioned Uro uh, just before, so this is a uh, really good card against Uro, uh, Scavenging Ooze. So if anybody has uh, uh, played sort of modern or, or played when this was in standard, this is a uh, kind of a a staple in uh, the green mid-range deck. So for those who don't know, it's a, it's a rare, uh, it's printed rare. It's uh, green and one for a 2-2 creature ooze, and it has an activated ability of one pay a green, exile target card from a graveyard. Uh, if it was a creature card, put a plus one, plus one counter on scavenging ooze, and you gain one life. So this, uh, this card 
is uh, it's a great utility creature. Uh, it's cheap against control decks, uh, so it's a, an early threat. It's really good against uh, the graveyard strategies because you can uh, instant speed uh, exile target card. Um, exile target cat. Target cat, yeah, yeah. Does, exile does target Scott- cat from uh, from yeah after the uh, oven activation, <laughs> uh, and it also against aggressive decks. Uh, you know, creatures die in um, in creature mirrors, and this gains life and gets really big. So it's just a, a all round good card. So. Uh, and I think it will play a really important part in in standard. So the the cards that we've spoken about so far, well, sorry, Teferi will see constructed play, but the other two are very cool cards, but probably not going to have a big standard impact. Given that Uro decks, um, you know, every deck in the top eight of the PT on the weekend had Uro in it, right? So uh, Scavenging Ooders is a really good answer to that. So I think it's going to have a big impact. So either play it or be prepared for it would be my advice. So, yeah, scoos. Also sort of control the graveyard for, like, cycling decks and things like that as well. So yeah, yep. any anything that has any relevance with the graveyard, scoos is just such a good answer And good the answer showcase art is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, def- definitely want to crack one of these. It's, uh, it's some very cool art on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not a fan. Hate this card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yep. All right. Uh, Scott, give us one of yours. Wow, I've got to go with my sweetheart, don't I? I've got to go with Chandra. <laughs> of course. <laughs> fire. <laughs> she's uh, three and two reds. Uh, obviously, a legendary planeswalker. Uh, she's got two plus one options. The first one is discard your hand, then exile the top three cards of your library until the end of your turn, and then play the cards exiled that way. Uh, her other plus one is um, just deals two damage straight to the target. It's just a shock. Um, just a shock. Um, and then she's got her minus nine, which is the search your graveyard and library for any number of red instant and or sorcery cards and exile them. Then shuffle your library. You may then cast them that turn and you add six mana to it, six red mana. So um, quite a nice little shock and burn type card there in the end, mm. if you can get up to that nine. So Two plus one abilities is, uh, is two quite Two plus nice. one, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it reminds me of my other Chandra favourite card from my other deck. She's got the- <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I like this card. I just, uh, I mean, there's it's it's a fine. There's a couple of cards in the 2021 set which I'm keen on, but um, but any any time you put Chandra, you know, it's going to be a favourite for me. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, one. five, five mana is a little bit hard. Like you, you're probably going to be wanting to play this in like mono red. Yeah. Uh, so that you can, you know, the the first plus one where you've got to discard your cut, your hand isn't a, a huge issue. Hopefully, you've already got no cards in your hand. Mm. You're effectively drawing three cards. But hitting hitting five mana can sometimes be an issue. Although we have been doing it recently with, um, you know, when we're playing Obosh in in mono red. So it might be good for that. It could it could be a good good card to bring in for some of the grindy games. The you know plus one to shock is is not bad as well, and if you can hit that minus nine, then yeah you're off to the races. So. Oh yeah, if you can yeah, minus nine with with the plus six mana, that's um that's just, just cream of the crop there. Yep, and, and you sort good. of hope that um that you can buy you know you could easily get those three cards down fairly quickly. I would imagine in a in a, in a, a, a mono red, you'd want to sort of by turn two or three, you'd be very limited cards in your hand anyway. So yeah. Uh, discarding wouldn't be an issue. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, Cracker, do you want to give us another one? Yeah, I got two to talk about real quick. Cool. So 
One is a new one called Miscast. It is single blue mana for an instant, says counter target instant or sorcery, unless its controller pays three. Nice. Just a good, cheap, interactive spell. Yep. Kind of like Dispel, not quite as good. And the other one is a reprint called Rewind, which is two blue blue for an instant that says counter target spell, untap up to four lands. What were we so saying we, about we, Team Erec being... Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about this before, yeah. right? So we, we figured that you could go uh, turn four... Wilderness Reclamation, untap all your lands, cast Rewind, counter their spell, untap all your lands, then play the uh, wolf. Seemed like a really good- That's the one, Night Pokemon. Yeah. Seemed like a really good uh, sequence of turns. So, Mm. um, counter spells are good. Four mana counter spells generally don't see play. Three mana counter spells sometimes see play, but this one is effectively free. So, uh, I expect this will be a- I'm not going to say it's a four of, because we don't have any really hard control decks at the moment, but I expect you you will see this- Particularly in, in any of the ramp strategies or anything like that. Yeah, I can see one or two copies b- being slid into a. Uh, How good is it in a Nissa shell, by the way? In a which, sorry? In a. In a Nissa shell, where you untap four lands yeah, and it's, and it's only cost you mana. two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's untap all your breeding pools. And- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I've definitely played a lot of that card in, in my time and had a lot of fun with it. So glad to see that one back again. I think, think that's been reprinted a couple of times, but it's a good one. And you've got you've got another one to talk through here, Shorty. Yeah, yeah. So I've got uh, Gadrak the Crown Scourge, which is two and a red for a five-four legendary dragon. Uh, being a dragon, it has flying, of course. Gadrak the Crown Scourge can't attack unless you control four or more artifacts. At the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. So a treasure token is a is an artifact token that you can tap and sacrifice it to add one manner of any color so it generates the uh, the artifacts so it's a 5-4 flyer for three mana that can't attack but it can still block so we've seen in standard get pretty heavily played the lovestruck beast that is a three mana 5-5 that can only attack when you have a 1-1 so it's similar to that but tacking flying onto this makes a makes it a whole lot better than just a 5-5 beater on the ground. In Modern and Pioneer, I can really see this card being an absolute house. Yeah. So it's sort of... Uh, I see this going in like the, the Jund Cat decks where you're playing some artifacts already, you're playing Witch's Ovens, and you're generating artifacts in your food tokens. So it's probably not that hard to get to four already, but... All you have to do is sacrifice a cat a couple of times in a turn and you've generated some treasure tokens and then you can swing in with your Gadrak and then you can then use those treasure tokens to then cast more spells and, and dig deeper into your library and that sort of stuff. Cast your Bolas Citadel. Yeah, whatever you want to do. And then, uh, yeah, end of turn, you're going to sacrifice your cat again a couple of times and, and get those treasure tokens back to keep, you know, to keep your number at four so you can attack again the next turn. So... I'm very keen to give this one a try. Uh, the extended art on it also looks looks awesome. Really, yeah, really nice. like the art on that card. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be giving this one a, a go. Probably just as maybe like a two of them. And you 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 play Corvold in the in the Jund Cat deck, and that's an absolute house on its own with the with the amount of cards that it draws you. So I could probably see this going in as as a two of. But uh, yeah, keen to give it a go and, and see how it goes. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the cycle. Uh, so we have Gadrak, Misha, and Abagnigo. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Uh, who's got one left? Stu, you want to give us uh, give us your last one? Yeah. So we started with a with a new card, and now we're going for a old card. And this is a very old card, uh, Grim Tudor. It uh, hasn't been reprinted at all, I don't think. No, it got printed once, I think, in Starter. In 1999. Yeah. So, yeah, this is its very first reprint. Uh, costs one black black. It's a sorcery, and it's a tutor, obviously. Search your library for a card, put that card in your hand, then shuffle your library. You lose three life. Uh, solid? S- solid, solid card. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it'll see plain standard. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. It might. So am I right in that it's never it obviously hasn't been legal in modern so no, now correct. it will be? Yep. Yes. And pioneer. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so I think this is one of those reprints where it's like we want this for other formats. Yeah. Uh, and it's yep. not too broken in standard so we're happy to put it in there. Uh, and and also just like getting the supply out there. So the the one single version of it from starter 1999 is worth over 200 US dollars. Yeah. For a card that doesn't really see much play, that's so, Commander, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's well, it's, yeah, it gets it's really a lot good. Of commander. Commander. So but just the, getting um, it into a standard legal set is is pretty good, and it's already selling at twenty five US. So yeah, it's uh, it's is probably it really going to hold its value. I, I have a number of these. Hmm, okay, the, the starter ones. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what uh, version it is. But uh, well, there's, a, there's only one version. There's only so one version. Got yeah, I've got at least one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Well, yeah, go, on, go and find US. them and sell them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and then buy the reprints when they bought them out, and yep. you're laughing. Yeah, that's Hashtag it. MTG Finance. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, uh, have you got another one to talk about quickly? Uh, <clears throat> yep. Uh, Changer's Incinerator. Yeah, I'll talk about that next. It's uh, a five and one red. Uh, it's a 6-6 six, six elemental. Um, the spell costs X less to cast, where X is the total amount of non-combat damage dealt to your opponent this turn. So this is a real sort of uh, throw your spells at them sort of card. I yeah, like it has, this card. It, uh, yeah, I like it. It has trample. Um, and then whenever a source you control deals non-combat damage to an opponent, Chandra's Incinerator deals that much damage to a target creature or planeswalker that player controls. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that's uh, that's so cool and and in a car in a deck where you've got heaps of uh spells going off fireballs and stuff it's just it's, it's dirt cheap to bring on hopefully yeah so in in modern you can cast this guy on turn two because you can go turn one suspend riff bolt turn, <laughs> yeah. turn two some other burn spell even a shock so you 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 riff bolt them and then you shock them and then you use your other mountain to cast this guy on on turn two. So uh, it's probably pretty likely that you'd be pretty easily easy easily able to play it on turn three in in those decks, and pr- you can probably play it in, on turn three in Pioneer as well. In Standard, maybe not so much, uh, but it rewards you for burning them, which is what you want to do anyway. Mm. And then once you've got it in play and you burn them some more, which is also what you want to do, it <laughs> does even it more continues stuff. continues to do the damage. And having, being a 6-6 six, six with Trample is a, is a huge gain for Mono Red because often Mono Red gets stuck where it, you know, your, your opponent gets a few blockers out and you've got all your 1-1s your one and your 1-2s and stuff and you're just going nowhere. So having a 6-6 six, six with Trample is is pretty big game for, for Mono Red. So I think even if you get you know a 2 or 3 mana discount, like if you're, if you're paying... Two and a red for this guy. 
you're pretty happy with that, especially in standard. Uh, yeah, I actually gonna, think this goes in the cavalcade shell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with cavalcade, it's nuts. You get so yeah, many triggers. Because you, you can just sort of go like one drop, turn one, two one drops, turn two, cavalcade, turn three, and then this plus something, turn four, right? Yeah. Yep. Easily. Yeah. And then all your cavalcade then, like, triggers the- are then- Doing extra stuff. Yeah, exactly. To, then you get to, to shoot their, like planeswalkers. the planeswalkers. Or, yeah, it seems, yeah, so you seems get, you, awesome. You and, and it gives you that punch damage as well, which Cavalcade decks kind of ran out of because they're all one power dudes. You're like, all right, well, I have a three, four. What are you going to do? Yep. You're I've like, got the gonna... perfect answer to a Cavalcade deck in my next card, which is- uh, <laughs> go, go for it. Chris Kaveratek. Uh, sorry. Kaverek uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Spiteful uh, is a uh, legendary creature, human warlock. He costs- Two and two black, he's a three two. And a uh, very simple one line of texts is other creatures <laughs> get minus one, minus one. And um, that's uh, nice. that's a uh, take that cat. There you go, Scott. That's a good one. But yeah. also uh, yeah. take that uh, everything in the mono red. Everything in my deck. deck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a, um, there was a card printed in the Kamigawa block, uh, which was a, same mana cost for an enchantment called Night of Souls Betrayal, and it saw a lot of play. Uh, Bitter Blossom was legal, but um, yeah. yeah, the ability to give other creatures minus one, minus one, like that static ability is really, really strong. Uh, I expect this to uh, hang around in some numbers in any sideboard that can cast it, essentially. So classic sideboard card, I think, uh, and maybe some copies in the main deck, depending on metagames. But um, I, I think, yeah, this uh, this will find its way into a lot of sideboards over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think, like, if Mono Red stays as a big part of the metagame, people will definitely be running their sideboards. There's a fair bit of support in this set for continuing a white weenie sort of theme. So if, if that does pretty well, then, yeah, this is definitely going to be a sideboard card. But, it, yeah, it's, it's one of those. It's obviously not a main deck card unless there's some sort of funky combo with it. But yeah, we we might see it see it in the sideboards depending on the meta. So we'll see how that shakes out. So we're gonna leave the core twenty core twenty twenty one discussion there. Core twenty one. Yeah, the, the whole it? set yeah. whole set is out now. It gets released on Arena on the twenty fifth or twenty sixth of June. So yeah, that's that's basically in a week probably from when you're hearing this. So it's it's not very long until you you'll actually be playing with those cards. I've already ordered a box and a bundle of this, so I'm definitely looking forward to cracking some of those packs in, in the next couple of weeks. And uh, in typical Wizards fashion, we went straight from Core 2021 previews into Jumpstart previews because they started today. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen, seen, seen any of those. Of we're, yeah. we're not going to discuss them. We don't have the time for that. But, uh, yeah, we, we mentioned Jumpstart when it first got announced, and, yeah, we're starting to see cards for that already. So... If you're seeing cards coming out over the next couple of weeks, that'll be what they're for. And once we have a bit more information, maybe on the next cast, we will talk about those. So the last thing we wanted to talk about, uh, which we've mentioned a couple of times already on this cast, and we've definitely been talking about it over the last few episodes, is our league finals. So our, uh, our May and June league has almost wrapped up, and we've got a few more matches left to play in Group A, I think, uh both you, Stu, and uh, and Chewy, you've got one or two matches left to go, and I think Stu, you're what? still live for uh, for I'm top two. I'm still live. It yep. seems unlikely at this point, but I'm still live. <laughs> uh, Plunks, if you've if you've held out in the episode this long, like I'm trying to, you know, I've been playing arena tennis with uh, with one of the guys trying to get uh, trying to get our match happening. So doing my yeah. best. 
So we we had uh, a couple of really late uh, people that had only played one or two games in the, in the league so far, and this week they've just decided to get them all done, and both of them have been smashing everybody. So I think almost run the gauntlet, both of them. Yeah, Benny R and Map have just uh, stormed their way up uh, up the lead, the Group A ladder. Uh, but yeah, that that uh, is still up in the air. Probably by the time you listen to this, that will be all decided. It's finishing up on Friday evening. So in Group B, Cracker held his top spot. And uh, yeah, what do you well think? Done, was it 7-2 or was it 8? Yeah, 7-2. Yeah, 7-2 record. So well done. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, Hemsey sort of stormed, stormed up the ladder towards the end as well to lock up the second place in Group B. So we will be streaming that this weekend we as we did for the last league on uh, on Sunday this this weekend so June the 21st starting at 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time we'll be streaming on our Twitch channel so twitch.tv slash magic beans cast and uh, yeah myself Chewy I think uh, maybe Polly Waffle will be jumping on for a bit of commentating and we'll be yeah watching the the top four matches so should be good fun. Last time we did it, it uh, it was a lot of fun. We've uh, we've upped the the level of production quality this time, and, and it's going to be even better. And yep, like Chewie said, we're going to be blowing the uh, the magic PT stream out the water. I reckon with with our quality, hopefully. Yeah, I, like I, <laughs> at risk of like blowing our own trumpets, uh, the the quality <laughs> looks looks incredible. And like uh, preemptive, congrats to you, Shorty, for uh, um, and I'm putting the pressure on me here. Um, like it looks. Awesome. Like, I think we did a good job last time, but we knew that we could do better. It was yep. our first run, and uh, it's uh, it's a lot better than I thought it would be on our second run around. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah done it should, a really good job. Great fun. Some I'm, really I'm good definitely looking coming. forward to commentating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, when Cracker loses his uh, first round match, he can jump on and do some commentating with us as well. So that'll be great. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've been cool. expecting to lose the whole time, man. <laughs> yeah. It just didn't happen very yeah. much. I don't know what's going on. No, like, good luck, dude. I, uh, yep. uh, yeah, you're smashing it. Like, the, uh, your group was, uh, very, very stacked. Um, so to go, yeah, I mean, I, I was in there. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, <laughs> There was so there was one buy, but the rest of it was really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> so, uh, so well done because you know seven two in uh, in that field is uh, an achievement. So yeah, the the stream five pm this Sunday. Make sure you f- go and find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Magic Beans Cast. We're going. We've got a whole bunch of arena codes to give out as well. So we've been racking those up through the content creator program. So. Definitely come and watch and uh, get active in the chat and we'll be giving out tons of those codes. We've got heaps of them to go and I reckon we'll do a giveaway of uh, of some gem codes. So we've got a couple of thousand gem codes to give away as well. So come and watch us, set an alarm in your in your phone or whatever, 5 p.m. this Sunday and come and watch and enjoy the stream. It's going to be going to be a blast. So that'll do us. We've gone very long this week. I think this is probably the longest episode we've done. We had a lot to talk about and uh, yeah. it's all Scott's fault. Yeah, hey. you all miss me too much. <laughs> yes, definitely Scott's fault. Uh, maybe we don't want you back. No, no, that's, that's not true. We, def- we definitely do. So I saw about we'll, that hosting job. 
Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. So, yeah, if, if you do want to get in on the league that we've just been talking about, you can do that through our Discord. So our Discord is open to anybody to come and join us. You find the link for that always in our show notes or on our Twitter or Facebook. So, yeah, just look for us pretty much anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, everywhere. Just search for Magic Beans Cast and you'll find us on all those places and come and join us in the Discord. We have a very active community and we love chatting with all the people in there and that will give you access into our leagues that we run that are free with prizes so always good if you need to buy yourself some paper cards you can find uh, some good deals at mtgcardsales.com.au and use the discount code beans15 they've also been nice enough to provide us with some vouchers that we use as our prizes for the league so thank you very much to those guys uh, if you want to find us uh, on Twitter, as I said, we are at Magic Beans Cast. I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Stu? At M Stewie. And Scott, do you remember what yours is? Yes, at The Real Blaster. Very good. All right, so that'll do us this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you managed to get all the way to the end, we thank you very much and appreciate it. Come and watch our stream and take care of yourself. We will see you next time.